0: Welcome back to another episode of the swing hard podcast I'm gonna call this episode the trifecta for three reasons first I'm here today with one of my medical professionals somebody that's helped me a lot more recently in the last year in particular go get through an injury second of all dr. Ryan Boyd good to have you here with us today he's a chiropractor and third which is really exciting we've known each other for a while but Ryan's a member at Mickelson National Ryan thanks for being here
1: thanks for having me Barry
0: yeah. Ryan, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, Mickelson National, um, your passion for golf, because I know that uh, any spare moment that you have, you like being out on the golf course. Yeah. Not just Mickelson, you play around, but you certainly seem to have an affinity for the golf course. Tell us a little bit about some of your experiences there.
1: Yeah, probably a few more booked off hours this summer, I think, <laughs> to kind of sneak out and play a few rounds. So, no, it's just such a, a fun track to play. I'm right. um, really happy with, with the course and how it turned out. Like, um, I played I'm born and raised here in Calgary. Yeah. So played a ton of courses uh, throughout Calgary growing up and um it's just such a such a good time at Mickelson all uh, every single time I play. Um challenging, obviously. Yeah. 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 Yeah, very hilly, but um it's just it's it's so much fun the track. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like I I find the golf course really fair but challenging. Um you know, off the tee, I I find that you can hit driver a lot of holes for sure like i hit driver a lot there love that but it's just up around these greens the nuances of that iron you're hitting into that par four or you know do you want to play because there's a little bit of wind coming at your back do you want to play this to the left and let it kind of bounce onto the green a lot of those types of things i'm sure you've actually played way more rounds there than i have but do you kind of f- feel that as well
1: 100 uh, percent it's i think the nuances in the course are really in the green undulations and slopes right, and just, yeah, hitting pro chops and uh, pro shots in the greens and short game um, around the greens as well. Right. Which I think yeah um, a, as Phil intended um, yeah. to kind of test that, that short game. Right. Um, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of learning going on yeah um, around the, the track.
0: Yeah. I remember around I played last year, you'll know this whole well, number 12, you know, fairly lengthy par four, uh, you know, fairly flat, and then comes down. There's a big mm-hmm. kicker on the left-hand side. You can play this shot into the green a couple different ways. And um, I remember thinking, I was playing pretty good. Like, I was pretty close to, to even par, and, and uh, you know, that hole just ate my lunch. And it was just kind of right in the middle of my round, right, where I was like, didn't hit a terrible shot, but I was a little bit left of the green, hit a chip shot that just got away from me, went over the green into that green side bunker on the right, scald it going out of the bar and i'm like i end up with triple right just like with not that bad of an iron shot into this green and that's the areas that i think become engaging fun entertaining with this golf course you just got to pay attention up around these complexes
1: yeah for sure it'll it'll really test test your game right um so yeah a lot, a lot of learning involved in playing that course and where where you can miss where you can't miss yeah uh, in and around the screens
0: yeah and yeah. some yeah. scoreable holes too like if you hit some yeah. good shots you can you can make some birdies for sure Favorite holes for you on the golf course?
1: Well, um, I mean, first thing that comes to mind, I guess, the dry par fours. Yeah, uh, those are so much fun.
0: Seven and sixteen. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. Um, like ten, uh, just I, I still don't know what club to hit off ten. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, risk reward. But I, I probably have to say seventeen. Yeah, got a bit of a soft spot in my heart because. Is the only hole in one that I in I've, the background? Yeah, it's signature yeah. hole. Yeah, 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 exactly. And yeah. It's, uh, yeah, just my only hole in one uh, that I've ever had is on seventeen. So I got to choose
0: seventeen. Yeah. And I was gonna say, you know, you've got a, a special affinity to seventeen because of that hole in one, mm-hmm. which is spectacular. And what a great hole! Like that's that's a that can be a challenging par three at times too.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's uh,
0: yeah, kind of a surreal experience. Apparently, for, for sure. one round, it wasn't too challenging for you though
1: yeah <laughs> just just that hole though right yeah it exactly. was uh, I was playing a match against my cousin oh yeah and uh, it was going poorly yeah <laughs> for both of us right uh, we were kind of joking that we were trying to kind of give away the match no one really wanted to win yeah so um, you know 16 kind of uh, didn't didn't really care as much and kind of wanted to, wanted to go for it lost the ball in the hazard yeah so pulled the random ball to the bag ended up being the Nike really <laughs> That I pull on 16 wow. and you uh, so the first question my cousin has, had had for me was, uh, "What ball did you use on 17?"
0: <laughs> really? But it
1: ended up being a titleist. So yeah, good yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah.
0: So what was the actual? Like, I've never had a hole in one, and, and and it was actually just texting somebody that works with us, uh, Leslie, yesterday about this, going, "Like, I'm due. Like, I've played a lot of yeah. golf in my life. Yeah. It's time to get a hole in one this year." But tell us a little bit about the actual hole in one. What club did you hit? You know, was it? You know, we we hear about these different stories where you know people you know, pure shot. And then I've heard different situations of people like, I didn't even hit it very good. I scalded it, rolled up 50 yards and (laughs) went in the hole. What was it like for you?
1: 100%. Yeah. So many of those
0: stories. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. For me, I I struck the club really well. Um, It's kind of an odd thing on 17 because the green slopes from left to right. Yeah. A lot of the times, especially with a middle pin, I'll play it to the left and just kind of allow it to kind of feed down towards the hole. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, Wasn't feeling too great about my swing in this round. So um, wind was coming off the right, which was a little bit odd as well. Like rarely will I play it to the right of the pin because there's so much danger to the right, right? Yeah. But played it off to the right, tried to allow the wind to push it in. Um, Five iron, the pin was at the back, uh, 196 yards. So, and it's one of those swings where, with your irons where you hit it and it's just pure. Like it's- Good for you. Butter. Yeah. yeah hit it pier hit kind of the upslope in that valley right one bounce and kind of tracked 15 feet towards the hole and saw it it uh dropped so you saw it go in yeah it was like a lot of people with that with that hole uh get a hole in one with a middle pin right so i've heard stories of people yeah. not even seeing it go in the hole right but uh yeah we had a bit of a bit of a celebration on the tee box there yeah good one. for so, you yeah yeah
0: i i hope uh, maybe i shouldn't say it. i'm gonna jinx myself but I'll, but i'll say it anyway I was going to say, uh, when, when I get a hole-in-one, I hope I see it go in. But yeah. it, look, if it goes in, I don't really care, oh, right? 100%. <laughs> yeah. Take it. Yeah. I'll take Any it. Anyway, yeah. you can. <laughs> yeah. You know, interesting thing, and you might be aware of this. I don't know if you are for sure. But um, the first hole-in-one at Mickelson National ever was on hole number seven. And yeah. and what's interesting about that, that I think that, um, you know, maybe I've, uh, I've shared this before. I, I can't remember, but – or on the podcast um, – that's a par four. Yep. So how many golf courses have opened, you know, and and within you know it was gosh, it was like a few weeks. The first hole in one ever on a par four for a grand open, like the first time the golf course had opened. So it's kind of always been something that I found really unique. I'm like, that has probably not happened very often when a golf course first opens. So anyway, yeah, you're one up on me. I've never had a hole in one. Congratulations again on it. Good on you. Thanks. Yeah,
1: yeah. It'll come. Yeah. It'll come. It, it's <laughs> going to come. Yeah.
0: So Ryan, let's segment a little bit into, you know, we've known each other for a number of years. Um, I've had a back issue as it relates to golf. This goes back a long time. Uh, you know, injured my back pretty seriously in college. Um, you know, it took me probably six, eight months to really get it feeling better again, maybe even a little bit longer. And then for like 15 years, I really didn't have any issues with that back. And then I was literally, a, you know, at my place down in Montana heavy snow, shoveling snow off the top of the hot tub. And I bent over and like, I like literally like went to my knees. Like I lost feeling in my, my legs and like bad injury. And, uh, I didn't play golf for like five, six years. Um, but you know, I, I worked my way back slowly where I felt like I could play. Last year I played a lot of golf, but last August I overdid it when I was in Montana. Again, I was playing 18 to 36 every day and you know, it was frequent injury and you know this, but I, I literally was going out late in the day after I'd been working four o'clock bent over to pick up a water bottle. My back is out. Right. Like I I couldn't even move. Like my dad and my nephew, they finally texted me like, where are you? Like we're on the tee. And I'm like, guys, like you need to come get me. Like I was just holding onto the fridge. Like I, I was afraid to even move. Um, and you know, in the past when I'd injured myself, I just like, I'm just going to let it rest. But this time I was like, I'm going to tackle this problem. Right. Um, you know, I reached out to you and just said, Hey, what can we do? And I think that's kind of where this story, um, you know, starts as it relates to, you know, my process of, you know, getting more physically fit and actually initially getting some pain relief. You tell me what you thought when I walked into your office the first time and, you know, what you diagnosed and, and a little bit more about my injury from a, from a medical standpoint.
1: Yeah, I, uh, it's not, it's not a pretty scene, you know, <laughs> it's not <laughs> it a pretty scene. It wasn't good at all. It, like for yourself and for a lot of individuals, you right. know, uh, that come in in that state very inflammatory, very painful, very difficult to function. Yeah. So anything we can do to give you any kind of relief, get you moving a little better, kind of expedite that healing process is is so important uh, to be done as soon as possible. Yeah. Right. So um yeah, varying modalities we used, we we adjusted you, we I'm a chiropractor, I adjust. Yeah. yeah. Muscle, you know, manual therapist, so needling and active release and um so yeah, just very inflammatory in that in that lower back. So whatever we can do to encourage some some healing and, and give you some stuff to work on as well, right. which you've been uh,
0: diligent with, and, and yeah. feeling better now. So no question, yeah, yeah. especially in the last several months, uh, been working harder my strength, my core, you know, just all overall conditioning, which has been great. You know, I've, I'm a big fan of modern medicine. Um, I, I would say that I in the past was when I would get injured in my you in know my back or you know get um, you know sore. I was more apprehensive. I was just like, gosh, I just need to let this rest. But I was absolutely blown away with how quickly I progressed. Like I remember walking into your office, you know, shuffling hunched over. And, and I saw you like a few weeks after I actually injured it for the first week. I barely, like it took me 30, 40 minutes to get out of bed in the morning. Like it was, it was, I mean, I was a lot better when I first saw you, but you know, credit to you for, for, you know, helping me through that. And, you know, um, for people that have had a golf injury, um, that are contemplating, you know, different types of therapies. I'd highly recommend if they're in this area, go see you because I think it's one of your passions and something you're focused on, especially with golfers. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
1: hundred percent. I, uh, yeah, I have such a passion for golf. Right. Um, I, that's all I want to talk about. That's all I want to, yeah. you know, with all my patients, we, we right. always try to find that kind of common ground. It's just so easy with, with, uh, people that, that, that play. So, um, you know, get along really well and talk about golf. And, um, I just decided to, um, make that a kind of a mainstay in my practice. So I, um, a bunch of years back just started taking Titleist Performance Institute seminars, um, started there, reached out to kind of experts in the field in terms of, um, golf medical uh, treatment assessments and just kind of built my knowledge base really where, um, I can start to kind of focus a decent uh, percentage of my practice on on treating,
0: uh, assessing golfers. So, um, yeah. So how many how many people that are active golfers do you do you work with now? Like, what would like? I'm guessing it's a lot because it's been a focus for you.
1: Yeah, like I mean, we're we're at Ascent uh, Sport sport health therapy. We're kind of positioned in that community, so we right. we do see just. Um, a large number of com- community members in general. Calgary is a very active city. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, w- I would venture to say at least 50% of my practice now wow. is, is with golfers. Wow. Um, just based on, I guess, word of mouth networking through, through Calgary and, um, the various clubs in Calgary and, right. uh, of course kind of social media, getting the name out there. And, yeah. Um, one of my, yeah, I guess passions. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I don't know this, but I'm going to make it a bit of an assumption, and I didn't want your comment on it. There's got to be some unique level of, of you know, satisfaction, I guess, for lack of a better word, of, of seeing somebody like me coming in, um, and then, you know, you know, not not exiting. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to be back again at, at some point in time, and, and probably there's there's some maintenance that I should be coming back more regularly for sure. But seeing that progress and that that window has got to be really interesting and, and fun and engaging for you.
1: 100%. I mean, just, just for you as a person and a patient in general. Right. And then especially for you as a golfer. Yeah. You know, just to get you back out there and enjoying what, what you love, right? Right. Um, that's why I got into this profession. It's just to help people um, as quickly as I can and get them back to enjoying enjoying what they love. Right. You know, so that, yeah, 100%. It's very, very uh, selfishly satisfying for me yeah. and, and, and and great for you as well. Um, yeah, and I mean, like you said, the preventative side of things, uh, is, is so important as well. I mean, maintenance care, I think, has its importance. Right. Um, but you know, getting assessed and and um, seeing what you can do to kind of prevent some of these incidents from 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 occurring is, is important as well. Yeah, no yeah. question about
0: it. Yeah, and it, you may or may not know this, but I've sent people to you too that I've you know just I've I've shared my experience so many different times, and it's probably something I need to you know share with more people because I, I I've become such a fan and believer of you know, what you do, it's just, I'll, I'll never forget like that probably 30 day window where I was just like, wow, I walked in one day and walked out, you know, a month later and it takes a bit of time. Right. But not like, gosh, the six weeks before that, I was like not sleeping and it's just crazy. So yeah, really, really interesting. Um, Ryan, tell us a little bit like about your golf history. Like how did you get into the game and, you know, where did your passion come from?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think I started kind of in my mid-teens, so a little bit later in life Yeah, um, than some of my friends. Right. Um, but yeah, I just kind of developed that passion for the sport and watched a lot of golf, played a lot of golf. Um, I think my dad played a lot growing up as well. So I, I think I derived that passion from him. And so right. we, he and I started playing together and um, with, with friends as well. And it just kind of built from there um, into my personal life and right. getting better on a personal level and... Now with me as a as a professional, <laughs> kind of seeped its way into my my career as well.
0: Right. Yeah. And was there was there ever an aha moment where you just you know had this burning desire that kept coming back? Like you know, a lot of times, you know, and people that golf they recognize this, but golf can be a frustrating sport, right? Yeah. And and tough one to pick up in some regards. It can be expensive at times. You know, all the gear, the equipment, the you know, getting into the sport can be can be a challenge. Which is one of the things that we work on. Um, but once people get, I don't want to say hooked in the game, but for lack of a better word or way of explaining it, that's what I'd say. Was there an aha moment for you or, or a certain situation or, or time in your life that really you you gravitated towards it?
1: <clears throat> I think just when I started playing more frequently, right? really. Um, when I started being probably a windmill member, started off at Hamptons, um, so myself and my cousins. Got a membership at, membership at Hamptons, I think uh, 2014, 2015, um, and I played the most rounds of my of my life that year right. um, with my cousins. So we'd always meet up after work, we'd organize weekend rounds, and I think that's just where my where my passion kind of grew and developed was just playing more frequently, being around the course, being around the members. Um, so just that kind of mentality towards the game is yeah,
0: yeah, good for you. Want to um go back and talk about something um, that we both kind of mentioned a few minutes ago, which was prevention, because I think that's a big part of golf in general. Um, What are some of the things that you would recommend uh, as a doctor and chiropractor for golfers to help prevent some of these common injuries on a golf course?
1: Yeah, uh, so a big part of what I do, a big part of what I do in practice is with golfers in particular, is just going going through the the golf medical assessment. Yeah. Um, so it's just basically a functional movement screen that we run a player through. It's kind of derived from Titleist Performance Institute yeah. and their physical screen. Right. Um, so just basically different tests and exercises we run through to see if we can find any kind of uh, glaring physical limitations in the body. Okay. You know, that might kind of point towards um, either uh, a swing flaw Affecting performance.
0: People compensating in some way.
1: Exactly. Leading to more of an inconsistent swing, which killer, right? Inconsistency in the golf swing. Um, Or perhaps just like a poor quality of motion, um, a restriction in mobility or stability um, leading potentially towards uh, an injury. Um, Something kind of building up over time. I mean, golf is a very repetitive sport. Right. Um, So yeah, just running through that screen Mm -hmm. and correlating kind of the physical screen with Swing video. Right. Or I like to even just kind of work with swing coaches uh, as well and kind of get their take on what they're doing with their player, um, what kind of swing flaws they have. Wow. And I think it's so valuable if we can correlate physical limitation um, with the physical screen and the swing video. Right. uh, It goes a long way for performance and injury prevention. Well, and then
0: you can be focusing on if there's limitations, how do we expand that range of motion or whatever it is, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Mobility, stability, kind of the big, yeah. the big physical limitations that
1: I'll see. Right. Um, you know, I often get kind of uh, the comment, should I stretch more? Right. You know, I should. Oh, this has happened because I didn't stretch enough. Right. Right. Which in some cases is true. Right. But uh, in a lot of cases, I think really it's about the level of flexibility that an individual has and the control and strength throughout that, that flexibility. Right. Um, very important for golf. So. Um, you know in terms of mobility getting golf performance gained to certain kind of spots in the swing right. important important places in the swing is very important for consistency of the swing um, and then in terms of kind of injury prevention like you said um, just kind of some, some compensations that are happening yeah as well that, that, that uh, whether it be in the golf swinger and just normal daily life they can potentially develop. Uh, into an injury as well so just kind of yeah yeah and what would
0: be you know a few of the most common injuries that that you you know come up against for golfers in particular
1: i think uh low back is a big one obviously Uh, yeah uh, that's me (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah a
0: lot of low back um
1: also a lot of shoulders that come in yeah um whether it be just through repetition in the golf swing uh or whether it just be through any other part of the daily life right um shoulders play a big part in in golf um so yeah back shoulder uh, i think through uh, a lot of competitive golfers as well wrists mm. uh, are a big one yeah i'm um, just with a lot of repetition a lot of playing yep. a lot of rounds played a lot of uh, time on the range um those are kind of the big ones that i see
0: right yeah you know and uh, wrist i can actually see because there's a lot of impact right people don't think about you know when you hit a divot but you're doing that some of these guys hundreds of times a day practicing especially on mats that aren't you know proper mats and different things they're i could see that for sure fortunately i haven't had a wrist injury but uh no interesting uh you've mentioned a couple of times the titleist um professional institute other Mm. people might know it as tpi i think a lot of people have heard about it yeah golfers have heard about it but i'm not really sure that a lot of golfers know what that's all about can you can you just dive a little bit and give us a little bit of a synopsis about tpi sure yeah
1: Mm. um I've taken level one and kind of gone up the medical stream as well. Yeah. Um, in terms of what's involved with that. But um, yeah, obviously branded through Titleist, and it's kind of a three pronged approach. That's their kind of big big thing is is medical professionals, fitness professionals, um, and golf professionals as well. So swing coaches, right. Um, kind of all are involved with with TPI. So they kind of the, the theory there is they they work together. Um it's kind of the the three pronged approach where they kind of uh, work together with, with the golfer, with the player, and just kind of see where their limitations are, whether it be with kind of grooving a motor pattern, having uh, proper swing feels with the golf coach, whether it's actual um, diagnosis or an actual injury that they're dealing with that they need treatment for, they need rehabilitation for yeah. um, with the medical professional, or whether it's just um, uh, like a lack of strength, um, right. uh, you know, a lack of kind of physical fitness, that the fitness professional can kind of take the reins of. I know you've been doing uh, been really heavy in the gym yeah. um, over the winter months. So prepping for the golf season, I think that's a really, really important uh, thing to do as well as have right. that proper uh, foundation of strength.
0: Yeah. yeah. So to dive into that a bit, because I think, you know, if we go back, even when I was a kid, the fitness component of lifting weights, it was not as much of a focus and emphasis even close to what it is today. Tell us the importance of that fizz, the, that fitness component, lifting weights. Why is that important for golfers today?
1: Yeah, I, I think just, uh, like I said, having the solid foundation of strength yeah. uh, is so okay. important for the game um, for many different reasons. I think performance, there's there's so many um, similarities we can see with with lifting in the gym and with um, the golf swing. Yeah. So you look at kind of your pushing, pulling, movements, um, squatting, deadlifting, just transferring uh forces from the ground up through the body pelvis torso arm um and through the club head and just kind of transferring that that force uh into the golf ball um to be able to actually hit it long you know so just from from a performance standpoint that's really important um uh and from an injury prevention standpoint as well yeah um just developing um, some of that 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 solid foundation of strength to be able to kind of dissipate the force um, of the golf swing as well. Um, looking at the spine, like developing that core strength, yeah, developing that that spinal control. Um, I mean, we're kind of moving a little bit into rehabilitation. Uh, Standpoint as well, but yeah having that solid foundation of strength is is really important for both performance and injury prevention Right on
0: right on Um, I think you know that that definitely provides some additional information on TPI and you know weights and fitness which which is great and you know something I don't think golfers a lot of golfers probably Take advantage of that they could probably see some improvements to their game for sure You know Ryan a question I was gonna ask you and and you're probably not gonna like to hear this, but I'm gonna ask it anyway um (laughs) I think so many people are so busy in life. Like I'm the worst example of this where I get out of my car. I'm like, I got to be in the T in five minutes. I don't do a proper warm up, which I want to dive into because I think <laughs> you're going to tell me a proper warm up is extremely important for those of us that are just running. Right. And, and I'm, I'm not saying this is a good thing. What are the things, the best things we can do in three, five minutes to help us avoid any type of potential injuries?
1: Yeah, hundred um, percent. So it's not just you. put
0: my hand up on this one as well yeah
1: guilty as well right yeah just
0: rushing to the tee just
1: trying to make the tee time right
0: no no even swings on the range right like just yeah breakfast ball if needed but usually i don't even like doing that so it's just you know four driver swings and let her rip right
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah not ideal not ideal for performance but um yeah i i certainly is uh some things we can do you know in under five minutes right um so it, it's just so funny. I mean, golf has such a stigma, you know, with, yeah. with a warm-up. You know, basically uh, all that's the, that's acceptable this day and age is like a static stretch. Right. You know, um, which actually there's a lot of studies out there that show that static stretching before performance actually decreases strength output. Really? So, yeah. So not what you want to do before uh, trying to hit bombs at Mickelson. But Wow. Um, no, there's... Uh, I actually have a, a resistance band and dynamic warm up kind of routine you can do in under five minutes. Yeah. Um that I like to give to my my players as well. Okay. Um and yeah, it basically just kind of increases uh, the output of force. It kind of right. primes your body for for the round of golf, right? It kind of operates the right the neurological system, gets your body prepared for for the movement that you're about to kind of go through. Um, you know, golf is a very explosive sport. Yeah. Uh, More so than
0: I think people think, right? Hundred percent.
1: Yeah. You know, and if you kind of compare that, it's very comparable to even like a hundred meter race. Right. Um, and you'd never see a professional sprinter before a hundred meter final go out there without any form of warm up. Oh no, yeah. Right. So I Absolutely. think yeah, I think it's very valuable, very, very important for performance and, and injury prevention to do a, a quick, proper warm up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Any other tips you'd give us golfers as it relates to, to fitness and, and you know, prevention or things that you want to share that you think it would be important.
1: Yeah. I think, um, I think getting screened is just really important yeah, in terms okay. of injury, injury prevention, just right. finding like a, a, a get ahead of, of the curve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Anything right. you can do to prevent. Cause I mean, uh, you can, you can attest to this. I mean, you don't want to golf season is so short here in Calgary. Right. Right. You don't want to be on the bench. Yeah. it's the worst thing to sit there yeah. on the couch with an ice pack and looking out the window and the sun is shining and all right. your buddies are out there playing right yeah so anything you can do to prevent that um, or if you're if you're you know really into um, anything to do with performance improving your game buying like the newest newest best uh, driver on the market right, right. like anything you can do to invest your money to uh, prevent injury, and be able to play all season long and into latter stages of your life. Sure. You know, I mean, this is a game that we should be able to play until we're on our deathbed. Right. Like this is, um, so anything you can do to improve joint health and yeah. uh, improve mobility, stability, I think is is valuable. And
0: I think yeah. what you just said is, you know, super important. My dad's 78 now, plays three times a week, still keeps his fitness up really well, shoots his age or better many times a year. That's fantastic. You know, and he's just. He'll play until his, de- his deathbed, for sure. He'd play more if my mom would play more yeah. of him, for sure. Like, there's <laughs> there's no question. So, you know, that's one of the things I love about golf is that, you know, you can be competitive at any age, um, you know, well into your, you know, senior years, for sure. Ryan, it's been an absolute pl- pleasure. I know there's so many more things we'll talk about. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to see each other out on the golf course at Mickelson and maybe beyond this summer. Thanks for being here. I hope so. Thanks for having me, Barry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Swing Hard podcast. If you're not subscribed, please do so. We'd really appreciate that you can find this on YouTube or any of your main streaming platforms. We'll see you guys next time.